Welcome to the second episode of the Blue Crew podcast. I'm joined today yet again by Mr. Oliver Jones. Oh, yeah. And Luca Foley, who's... Got a working mic. He has got a working mic. That's good. Hopefully you'll be able to hear this. If not... Hello. Oh, wow. Right, it does. It sounds like it's working. Perfect. So today we'll be talking about the Chelsea players that have been on international duty and also any other international happenings. We'll talk about Sam Kerr, who Chelsea women signed last week. They're also top of the league, which is brilliant for them. We've got the second episode of the Blue Crew Quiz, which I am hosting today. And we also are going to talk about what Eden Hazard had to say on Chelsea the other day and also what John Overmichael had to say on Eden Hazard. Two ex-Blues making the news yet again. Um, So we're going to start on international duty, aren't we, Luca? Yes, we are. A total of... 14 players were out on international duty. That contains Tammy Abraham. Christian Pulisic wasn't on international duty, which I thought was quite surprising, considering the form he's been in for Chelsea recently. Yeah. So there's Willian, Mason Mount, Jorginho, who scored a penalty against Azerbaijan, Vikayo Tomori, Armenia, that's it, uh, N'Golo Kante, Emerson wasn't in the Italy squad, Kurt Zuma, Kovacic, Barkley Hudson-Odoi, Christensen, who's helped Denmark reach the Euro 2020 finals. Reese James for the under-21s, Kepper for Spain, and Batshuayi for Belgium. Can I also just say that Conor Gallagher played and scored on his first game for the England under-21s as well the other day. That's class. That's, which is brilliant. brilliant. A nice a nice Chelsea loney exactly. showing, his, showing his class. I would say that I'm surprised, but I'm really not because the kid has got sauce. He's got sauce. I just thought I'd also say you said you were surprised that maybe Pulisic and Kovacic weren't weren't playing. Kovacic, well, like, Kovacic was on the bench. on the bench. Yeah. That's different to Pulisic not so, being fit. So yeah. was Christensen as well, by the way. Um, Christensen coming, was on the bench coming back yeah. from injury though. I Especially think. he was yesterday. I saw him come on at the end. Oh, I'm not no. complaining about the fact that they're not playing because it just means that they're not going to be cursed and they're not going to get injured. Uh, and who was it that was playing for Brazil tomorrow? Uh, well, Willian. Emerson, is it? No, he's Italian. Emerson's Italian. Of course, of course, Emerson's not playing for Brazil. That's always good, isn't it? Is that is that low-key racism there? He looks Brazilian, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely going to have to get rid of that bit. <laughs> I do always think that he's Brazilian, actually. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right, that's, that's brilliant. That, that's definitely going. <laughs> <laughs> OJ's lost it in there. Oh, the glasses are off. Oh, <laughs> absolutely lost I'm it. Crying. I can't believe it. <laughs> There's tears. I can't believe that you just said that. <laughs> I always, no, I do. I genuinely always feel like Emerson's. <laughs> I think I thought I used to think he was Brazilian. Yeah, exactly. He probably was Brazilian, but he changed to Italy. To be fair. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. That's brilliant. Right. So Luca, you are uh, obviously a big fan of the Chelsea young boys, Mount, Tamori, Abraham, and. Uh, and Hudson Adoy, um, how did you rate their their appearances for England? Fantastic. Although I am pretty disappointed that Fakayo Tomori didn't get many minutes, especially in the game against Kosovo, because Gareth Southgate could have easily rotated the squad. He decided to stick with Maguire and Stones. Stones was it yeah. Stones at the back? He only brought Tomori on with what five minutes remaining or something like that. I don't yeah. particularly understand why he starts playing John Stones. I see. I, I do like John Stones, but I just think, especially in needless on, games, on his day he's all right. Like, I just, yeah, but how? How you know? How on his day? How how many times is he on his day a yeah. season? Let's not remember that time when uh, we played the Dutch and he had an absolute <laughs> shocker. 
Hopefully, hopefully he's not going to be on his day this weekend and he'll just let Tammy walk all over him. Speaking of Tammy, scored his debut goal for England. Goal, get in there. It was a brilliant finish, so did actually. Mount. So did Mount. But that was on, great to see. I think, yeah. considering we spoke last week about how Abraham isn't sort of the natural target man, that was a very typical poacher's goal, wasn't it? Sliding in yeah. near post. It was delightful. Fantastic. It was so good to watch. His movement was good. Yeah. As Tammy Abraham actually said, he said he saw Jaden Sancho get the ball Realised it was on his left foot, so it wasn't going to get past the first defender. So Abraham <laughs> ran to the near post and luckily got his size 12s on it, is what he said. Fair enough. Also, I mean, a Chelsea player to a Chelsea player. Chelsea it is. Indeed, oh, indeed. Also, assist contributions, it was Sancho to... Oh, no, it was Chilwell to Sancho to oh, Tammy Abraham in the box so as well. So three Chelsea three players. Three <laughs> Chelsea players combining Linking up for that, an England goal. That is what we love to see. More of that, please, boys. That is yeah. what we do love to next, see. Next season, Oh yeah. Chilwell... To Sancho, into Mount, to, to Abraham, then back to Tamori for a 30 yard screamer. That's all <laughs> obviously. Obviously. So, anyway, um, so Tammy Abraham scoring the seventh goal against Montenegro. Yep. Rounding off a pretty routine performance, I would say. A pretty good performance, actually, from England. Yeah. I tell you what, I was really impressed over the two games with Harry Winks, and I've been a big critic of him. But especially against Montenegro in that first half, usually, you know, England home games at Wembley, they're a bit slow, it's a little bit dead. But he really set the pace playing playing from that deep deep midfield role, a role that I've never really thought he could carry out, but he did really, really well. I and agree. Obviously really happy for him to get his first international goal as well. You could see. The goal was good as well. What it yeah, it was. Jinking in the box as well. Yeah. Uh, it was. Mason Mount scoring against Kosovo, the fourth goal. Yep, very nice that finish. That was in like the ninety-first minute. Yeah, it's, it's about as typical Mount goal. It's glimpses it gets, of what he does it? at Chelsea, isn't it? Pressing the ball. That was. It's the, glimpses of what he did at Derby last season as well. Exactly. It's the, it's the, almost it's exactly the same as the last goal. It's it? consistency. Yeah. And, and very calm way, finish. The way he wins the Brighton penalty. He's he's there, isn't he? he mm. He's clearly doing a very similar role. He, he brings something a little bit different in the England team to you know Chamberlain. Or or Henderson or, or Ross Barkley because he does he does play so far forward and he's so on his toes. Deli Alley, absolutely. Jesse Lingard. <laughs> Who are these players? Like, oh, they're they're um they're young players with great potential. Talking um. of young players <laughs> with great potential, Callum Hudson Odoi. Callum Hudson Odoi wasn't very good, was he? I or, wouldn't say he wasn't very good. It's it not was, like he had a bad game. It wasn't I mean, shocking, but it wasn't it just great. wasn't. I don't even think he was in the game that much. The first half was obviously pretty poor from everyone what just slightly annoyed me was that he got the ball when he likes to come inside a lot and he just gave it away when he came inside passing inside which is the, the easy bit he got inside took on his man yeah. looks for an option and it's just the, the wasteful pass but no I mean in a half that nobody really shone he didn't look out of place and he didn't get particularly in the game I mean it, it was a fairly good. average performance yeah definitely but it was good to see him um, get some minutes Gets a minutes at number one, and especially also, in the England team, which is a very competitive team when you think about it. On the wings, How many, especially on the wings. Also, Rashford. Yeah, Rashford came on and scored as well, didn't he? So yeah. You got to try and prove prove a point, but you know, I thought what I did like was something that he brings that maybe Rashford doesn't. He can play on both wings, and we saw that yeah. in the first half mm-hmm. of Sterling. And OJ, do you think that that's something that we will we we will try and have a swap around with Pulisic? Um, both wings. I think so. I mean, I think Pulisic playing on the left is better than him playing on the right. So we might see uh, Hudson-Odoi perhaps swap out for Willian. Um, if Willian, you know, maybe if he picks up an injury, yeah. 
or if he, you know, well, yeah, he's getting on a bit. He is. He's been with us for ages, to well, be fair. Yeah, six years now. Yeah, but um, you know, if he starts to sort of conk out, then <laughs> Hudson Adoy. It's not a sight that we want to see. No, of course it but... isn't. But Hudson Adoy comes into the team. I think he can perform. I think if we give him the creative choices, then well, yeah. that is the natural progression, isn't it, for the Chelsea team? It yeah. is to fa- obviously Lampard's basically he's not even phased out Pedro. He's just dropped Pedro out completely. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with Willian, it is going to be more gradual the yeah. way that they rotate. And as we say, like obviously at the moment probably before the last couple of games, Willian has been impressive. He's got more goals. The Lille goal was a big goal. He got the goal against Brighton. He, he has been a lot more impressive and the work rate, which is something that obviously Lampard wants to do a lot. It, it is going to be interesting to see going forward who who is sort of first choice main go-to wings are with playing in playing three competitions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just back on to Maury. Very disappointed he didn't get any minutes. I don't see why Southgate didn't bring him on earlier. If not start him ahead of maybe someone like Maguire or Stones, to be honest with you. But I think in terms of starting, just uh, interrupt quickly. Southgate doesn't tend to give, especially younger players, and at international level they don't don't tend to start players no. on the debuts. And I mean the same can go with Tammy. I mean he's already made his debut before today, obviously when he was at Villa. But the likelihood is he's going to have to come in off the bench. The thing that might annoy him though is as soon as the game hits two nil, three nil, can we sort of like? Bring him on quicker. Just give him a few more minutes mm. under yeah. his belt. Okay, on to Kurzuma. Kurzuma making the bench for France. Didn't come on, I don't think, in the last game. Kovacic, not sure. He probably <clears throat> he was on the bench. He was on the bench. Uh, Ross Barkley, <laughs> didn't see him once. I don't think he, he played, played one throughout minute. the two games. I don't think I, he played a minute, did he? I thought he might have pulled out, actually. I don't know. Maybe, maybe no, not. He, was, he was definitely there. So going back to France, actually, I saw the highlights of... Was it Albania they played yeah. in yep. the second game? And I don't know how Giroud hasn't scored at least one. I, think I mean, he's hit the post, um, which is an unbelievable effort. The keeper's made an unbelievable save after falling over. Yeah. Not that Giroud's going to get too much game time at Chelsea, but obviously we all love Olivier Giroud because, you know, cult hero and all of that. But oh, I didn't know it was unfortunate for him. Mm. No disrespect, Giroud, but how is, how is Deschamps still picking him? Like... He's hardly played any minutes for Chelsea. Well, who does he have? He has what? Okay, so he's got Griezmann. Okay, Griezmann was in the squad. Yeah. Griezmann scored. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Who's their third choice? Who is their third choice? Remy. Halaire. Seb they could. Seb uh, He's playing more than Giroud at the moment, to be fair. But But he could give him a try. You know what you're getting when you pick Olivier Giroud. Target man. Yeah, and target, yeah. Target target baller. Man. Play yeah. to his strengths. And maybe la- last season I was a big believer that in terms of playing as an out-and-out target man, there, there aren't many better around than Olivier Giroud. There genuinely weren't. For it, literally just playing as a target as man. As a target man, yeah, I see Flick that. it onto him. He causes havoc whenever he's in the box. He's always capable of something ridiculous. Yeah. And that is what Olivier Giroud is, isn't it? Cut to scorpion kick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, sorry, Rudiger didn't play for Germany. He's coming back from injury. Of course, Christensen uh, coming off the bench for Denmark against the Republic of Ireland. They yep. got their one-all draw, which saw them reach the Euros, Euros yep. for 2020. Ireland, as a result, have to go through the playoffs, which isn't all that bad. They still have a they've chance of getting through. They said that they're not scared. No, I don't think they should be. The they've playoffs. got a good squad as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kepper keeping a clean sheet for 
Spain. Spain against was it Malta? Yeah, I think they played Malta. Malta. It's not a particularly clean, hard clean shot. No, no, but really nailing down that number one position from last year. Yeah, and David, David de Gea. Nowhere to be seen they, now. After the after the World Cup, he's Kepper. I I don't know what the stats are, but he seems to start every single game for Spain, and that is a real, real statement. Definitely, especially you know. I mean, it might change. I mean, just today, Spain have uh, re-signed Enrique. <laughs> they have. So, you know, we might see Kepa get less minutes. We might see Kepa, We might see Enrique stick with Kepa. Yeah, that'd be interesting. We don't, we don't know. I'd, but no, it's just a big big confidence boost because Kepa does seem like the sort of keeper that, that plays on confidence a lot. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, but, I mean, just, just, you know, it's sort of like that Germany situation where they've got Stegen and they've got Neuer, obviously, and it is such a toss-up between between who you play. Yeah. And for Kepa to have that vote of confidence, not just once and on the off chance, he has been starting for Spain all of the Pretty time. Pretty much now. every yeah. game. Yeah. And it it just, might be every qualifying game. De Gea's not getting a look-in at the moment, I don't it's think. Not. No, it's not. I don't Speaking th- of look-ins, Jorginho in the Italy side. Oh yes, more than just the looking, isn't he? He's there. He's doing exactly the same role for them as he as he does for us. As he he does is. For us, he's, you know, Mancini. Mancini, they're looking good, Italy. They, I think they are looking very good. Very they good. won every qualifying game for the Euros so far. Only conceded four goals as well, didn't they? I think. That's unreal. And one of them was last night. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so Italy are known for. So their... basically, that's three goals in eleven. That, that's okay. Yeah, it's three goals in uh, ten. But, so, yeah. Yeah, because there's in yeah nine. there's six teams in a group. Wait, yeah. how many people are in their group though? I don't know. It could be five they, or six. I know they play. They, they won ten out of ten. So and if they yeah. conceded once, so that's three goals in nine games they've conceded. Yeah. I mean the Italians are known for their tight defence. So they've got such an unbelievable midfield anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Jorginho. They've always had a decent Barilla. midfield with the likes of you know like Perlo and it, it. You know, it's just really they've got such a nice sort of contrast in their midfield similar to what I think we've got in Jorginho obviously at the base but they've got players like Barella similar to Kovacic in yeah. the sort of creativity and they've got other youngsters coming through in that midfield that they are going to be a force you know mm. they've got like Immobile yeah exactly Immobile up front his form's been unreal it's something yeah. like 19 goals in 18 games for club and country this season yeah that's it's, absurd and Insigne is always he's always going to be always a threat he's always he? a threat Zaniolo you up know, front, Chiesa, Bernadeschi, yeah. just you know all, all of the, and then the defense is the defense, isn't it? You Speaking know? of uh, Zaniolo, it's his debut, and he scored two goals, so fair play. It's brilliant. It's good to see, isn't it? Love that is what you get on the international circuit, isn't it? Trust from managers, especially from yeah. the bigger nations, to sort of dump players in because there's less pressure because they know they're going to win the game anyway. I mean, well. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit harsh to say that they knew they were going to win the game, but I understand where you come from. Yeah. I know they're playing Armenia. I mean, it was 4-0 at half-time to Italy. And, you know, I think people might have expected them to sort of just... Slow down a bit. Lay off the pressure. But, you know, I think it was um, after the 70th minute, it was three goals in 10 minutes. As Lucas says, it's the ruthlessness that... It doesn't win your tournaments, but it's, it's always a good marker, isn't it? No one's going to want to play Italy. It's Italy. I yeah, I mean, they're, they've topped their group now. For group draws for the Euros, they're going to be yeah. obviously in the top seed. Whoever, you know, if someone finishes second in a group and they're still a good side, 
you know, it's, it's like, for example, the Republic of Ireland. They're going to be fearing if they play Italy in the Euro, you know, groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. None of the top sides want to play them and afterwards because we saw what Conte did with Italy being so yeah. sort of regimented. They did, did, did they beat Germany? Yeah. Uh, like, they're just, they're, they're Italy, aren't they? They've got experience behind them. Yeah. Even with even with a younger team, players like as you say, Jorginho and Immobile, players like that, they're just they they are experienced international players. They 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 have the know how. Just looking at their bench as well, their strength in depth is unbelievable. They've got Bellotti on the bench, Insigne, Florenzi, Mere, goalkeeper who came on actually for Sirigu. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Bernadeschi, Donnarumma as well. <laughs> El, Shara- El Sharawi. That's unbelievable strength well, and depth. What were their starting centre backs actually? Who, who's still against Armenia? It was Bonucci and Romagnoli. Is Chiellini still playing? Uh, um, no, he's retired. Has he from international? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Bonucci's not quite Chiellini, but Romagnoli's a he's a good player. He's been linked yeah. with Chelsea in the past. I think. He's been linked to Chelsea he has. every time. Quite, yeah, every he almost is, every transfer window. Yeah, he, he is a good player. Yes. Just a shame not to see Emerson at left back there ahead of Biragi. Okay, um, so. <laughs> Moving on from Italy. And international football. Yes. Uh, Jorginho played well, if anyone was wondering what I thought on <laughs> actual Italian football. <laughs> Jorginho did well, he scored a penalty. Good job. It's quiz time, baby. Right, so here we are. The second quiz of the season. Oy. I am hosting this one, unfortunately. I've already warned Luca and OJ that it might be a little bit harder than the one well, last week. Yeah, prob- probably probably that is good, the, the good one, for content. I think the one last week was a little little setter, a little taster, quiz. a little taster quiz. Yeah, yeah. Other other than Luton Town, obviously, which uh, I knew yeah, that, that, I knew that once bit. you said. Unfortunately, OJ's dad actually thought that thought that we should have got. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Uh, have it was we... a bit. It was a bit peeved. Yeah, he wasn't very happy about it. Right, are we ready to start the quiz then? Oh, unfortunately. I am, yes. Okay, question number one. Which ex-Chelsea defender has played in the Netherlands at Middlesbrough, has been capped 50 times for Nigeria and currently plays at Leganes in Spain? Oh, my goodness me. (laughs) What? Leganes in Spain. I'm trying to think of Nigerian caps. Nigerian, is it? He, he's a centre-back, and in, I don't actually know if he's even made a first-team appearance. Is it Jeffrey Broomer? It's not Jeffrey Broomer. Oh, you don't know if he's made a first-team no, appearance? Je- Je- Jeffrey Broomer's Dutch as well, by the way. Sorry. He did say he plays in the Netherlands. Yeah, he, he had played in the Netherlands. See, as soon as you said Middlesbrough, I was thinking, like, Hoof? No. But then Niger- you said Niger- Nigeria. Nigeria. <laughs> I've got no idea. That's tricky, that one. Do you want to take a stab in the dark? I don't. I, I can't even. I can't even think. Are you giving John Obi Mikel? No. Although he I've did, n- he did play for Middlesbrough, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, he also played for Nigeria. Yeah, it's Funny incorrect. Enough. It was actually Kenneth Amuro. Oh, I know Kent. Oh, Kent. Yeah, that's you know, you know okay. Kenneth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Not personally. No, no, no. Okay. Right. Question number two is a bit easier. Thank God. Did so zero zero? Yeah, zero zero. Did Andre Shevchenko score more goals at Chelsea than Fernando Torres? No, surely not. I don't know. Torres had a poor scoring record. I well actually. So does Shevchenko. I say no. Torres, how many goals did he score for us? OJ. <sighs> yes. OJ has said yes. Yeah. Andre Shevchenko did score more goals. Yep. 
you're wrong. <laughs> Luca. Get in Luca, there. Luca, though, to steal the point, you must tell me the amount of goals that Shevchenko scored for Chelsea with... I'm giving you five goals either side. Okay, so can I steal the point if I do? I get another guess. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll okay, give. I'll right. give you a guess yeah, at the numbers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can go first. Okay. So Torres, if you are within five goals that Andre Shevchenko scored at Chelsea. Okay, so Shevchenko scored twelve. I have to give him that because it is within five. I was going to say seventeen. He scored nine. He scored nine, nine. goals. He scored nine. That's poor. <laughs> Oh my he God, only scored awful. nine, and I couldn't believe that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good. Fair play. Okay. Um, so it's actually one 0 to Luca right now. The, thir- the third question. Okay. In the 1997 FA Cup final against Middlesbrough, yep. which ex-assistant coach scored Chelsea's second goal? If you need a hint, he was assistant coach well. in 2012 with Di Matteo. Yeah, I know this. With Di Matteo as well, actually, yeah. Um, ooh. I can't think of his name. You'll definitely know his name. Yeah. We'll know his name, but well, guessing it now. OJ. It's not Steve Clark, is it? It's not Steve Clark. No. Luca, I'm... any ideas? Steve Holland, but it's not. Is that your guess? I'd say Steve Holland. It's not Steve Holland. No, I feel like it begins with an E. It does. It does begin with an E. Yeah. What, his surname? Yeah. No. No. His, his first his name. His first name. His oh. first name begins with an E. No, it's not going to come. I'm not going to get it. Do you want me to tell you? Is it like... I was going to say Emmanuel, but that's not it. No. What, what is it? Eddie Newton. Oh, okay. He was assistant coach when we won the Champions League, Eddie Newton. Was he? Jesus Christ. This okay. is not going well. Okay. So it's still 1-0 to Luca. Yeah. Question four. Name all the Chelsea goal scorers from the home leg against Napoli in the 2012 oh. Champions League last 16. OJ. Yeah. All right, Ivanovic. What, can I tell you one thing? Yeah. If you get one wrong, yeah. you have to stop. Ivanovic. Yeah. Scored the winner. He did. Drogba. Yeah. I think Lampard scored. Yeah. And there's one more. There's one more. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I think I um, you 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 get no points for this at the moment. You have yeah, to, you have, have to get to the get. final play. This is twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Um, I'll say I don't know John Terry. John Terry is right. Yeah, <laughs> John Terry is correct. And I, th- I feel like I remember it because he scored a header, didn't he? He did from a corner. I would yeah. have said David Luiz, but for a bonus half a point, yeah, who scored for Napoli? Oh. Oh my word! Because um, it was four-one. Wasn't it was four-one. Uh, I will allow Luca a guess at this if you get it wrong for half a point. I don't even know who played for Napoli at that point. It was a good team. Someone, oh. someone with a shaved head. He was a defender. Did what? he have a shaved head? He did. Is he, it um, he did. the centre centre midfielder? What's yes. his name? Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name now. It's the ball, Donny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really can't. Oh, I can't believe how close you are. It's like. Uh, Oh, this is fuming. Oh, I'm fuming. You've got to give me a half point, surely. <laughs> I can't. Is it, Are you serious? Can I have a guess at his name? Yeah. It's probably. Is it like Gambarini or something? No, 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 no. No, no. no it's not. It's. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you 10 oh, seconds. It, it begins with an I, doesn't it? Does it begin with an I? It does begin with an I. You're closer like, than me. I'm not going like, to get it. Um, I can't believe it. It's this. like Inkler or something like that. Oh, I've got it. Oh. It's Gokan Inla. It is. Inla? It is. Gok- oh, surely. It's Gokan Inla. I'm sorry. Are you then? giving him that? Luke, Luke has guessed the name. Are you? I've s- got his first name and his second name correct. That is disgraceful. Yeah, Luke has, Luke has actually guessed the name here. I've Sherlock Holmes you that point. 
Mate, I told you he's bald and he's a central defensive midfielder. Being bald doesn't make a difference. <laughs> you, yeah. So, so we, all right, I'll give him a half point if I get a half. Point. We can both if, have if a we point both now. if we both have oh. half points, that's fine. I'll give him a half point for that. Lucas giving OJ the point. No, no, a half, half a point. point each. So that so, so that makes it half so that makes it one and a half to half. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. One and a half each. Because yeah. I got the full I got the full point for the names. Oh yeah, it does, doesn't it? Oh what? yeah, I forgot. No, I forgot about that. So it's one yeah. and a half each. After that little debate over who got the points, it's it, fine. Is, it is indeed it's fine. one and a half all. One and a half all. Fine. Here we go. Question number four. Which former academy graduate played at all of these clubs on loan before leaving in 2017? Watford, Nottingham Forest, Middlesbrough, Burnley, Reading, Napoli, and he is currently at Watford. Academy graduate. Academy graduate. Okay. He has made first team appearances, by the way, and he scored. He scored for Chelsea. He has scored for Chelsea. He scored for We don't get position. No. No. I know for a fact you both love him though. We both love we him. We both love him. I think you And both, he plays for Watford. You both have very fond memories of him. Okay. Is it? Go on. Nathaniel Chalaba. Nathaniel Chalaba is correct. I was gonna guess Chalaba. Nathaniel, Nathaniel Chalaba. I forgot correct. he played for like, I was gonna Napoli guess Chalaba. I'm gassed. I'm as soon as you said Watford, I was rep- I was prepared to say Chalabar. I was gonna, yeah, I was thinking that, but it's like, is there someone else that plays for Watford? No, it's not Chalabar. For God's sake! I feel like you're not gonna get this one. So what's that? Two. It's two. Two, two, and, and, a half, two and a half. One and a half. Okay. okay. Which Brazilian Chelsea player spent time on loan at all of these clubs oh before leaving again on loan this summer? He's only made one first team appearance since 2012. I mean, since 2012. I yeah. think I might have it, even before you said the answer. But go on. So Malaga, Vitesse, Frankfurt, Reading, Fulham, Chievo, and now Rio Ave. Okay, uh, Lucas Piazon. Oh, he's got it. Lucas Piazon. That's uh, quick. Didn't you what? play for Fulham? Yeah, he did. Did you say Fulham? I did say Fulham. Oh, I did say Fulham. I can't believe you, you've got that very quickly. I knew it. Yeah. If I had heard Fulham, I probably would have got it. But <laughs> so that's three and a half, one and a half. These questions, I think, get easier. Okay. Which ex-Chelsea player has played with all of these players for club or country? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Radamel Falcao. Yeah. Alexander Pato. Jordi Alba. Diego Godin. Neymar. And Gerard Piquet. Which ex-Chelsea player or yeah. current Chelsea player? Ex-Chelsea player. He's not currently at Chelsea. And he has played with all of these players... For a club or country, um, he must have played for Bar- He must have yeah, played for he, Barcelona. Yeah, he must have. Ex Chelsea man that played for Barcelona. He, he, oh, 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 OJ. Yeah, surely it's Cesc Fabregas. No, I don't think so. What? That's I mean, what I was. I was thinking. It. Yeah. Came to my, yeah. I don't think Fabregas has. Who has Fabregas played with Falcao? Thinking of it, I don't think Fabregas has played with Falcao or Pato. Or Godin. He could have played... Oh, yeah. No. He hasn't mind. played with Godin, has he? No. So OJ's made a guess out of Fabregas, which is wrong. That's, yeah. Luca, have you got a guess? Um, blimey. Falcao. Yeah. Pato. Pato. Who's Pato played for? Oh. Oh, my God. I know who it is. Uh, you probably... I know who it is. You can... If you... Uh, OJ. Yeah. Is it not Torres? Don't think so. I, was th- I thought what, Pato I was, played I... in China. That's why. And they both played for Milan. But when, when did Neymar Torres play? Torres played later. When did Milan. Neymar play with Torres? Oh, 
Why is Neymar on there? I was thinking Torres that, as well. Because he could have played for Atletico. Neymar completely throws it, but you've got to think. Well, he must be Brazilian. He has to be. Um, if it's Lucas Pearson again, I'm going to be <laughs> It's <even>. not. Because <laughs> um, Torres is a decent shout. Yeah, very good. As is Fabregas, but I'm lost. That's hard. Can we get a position, or does that give it away? He's a striker. He's a striker. Oh, my God. Is it, uh, You've got to really think about Neymar. Neymar, who's Neymar? Uh-huh. OJ? Yep. Costa? Diego Costa. Yes, I was thinking that. Diego oh, Costa. <laughs> yep. While he was still Brazilian. Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's naughty, that. Yeah, I thought that was a bit cheeky. Fair enough. So, are we giving OJ the point? I think we should. Of course, He's yeah. got it first. He has. Even, um, even though I had three guesses. It's that, fine. Yeah, I mean, I'll... I feel yeah. bad, but so that right. that is three and a half to two and a half. Which Chelsea player is the only player to have won two Europa League titles at the club? Uh, yeah, Cesar Azpilicueta. Cesar Azpilicueta is correct. Fair enough. 2013, 2018. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to think I, who was in the 20, squad. I, I yeah. do think he's the only player that was that's in both squads that's still there. So yeah. So is that four and a half, two and a half? Yep. Uh, yep. In the title-winning side of 2010, which okay. of these sides did Chelsea not score a hat-trick against? Stoke, Wigan, Aston Villa, or Birmingham? Well, my immediate guess was that none of them. So, oh, <laughs> Stoke. Wrong. Up oh, the boy, Mick Dale, I'm saying Villa. Wrong again. What were the, well, it's 50-50 now, isn't it? Yeah. So, what were the other ones? Do you want, I'll tell you the answer, and then I'll give you an opportunity at the at the bonus points. Okay. So the answer is Birmingham. Birmingham. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you get a bonus half point for each team you can name who scored the hat trick. Eh. Yep. Luca. Lampard. Stoke. Wrong. I say Drogba against Wigan. Correct. Half point for OJ. Yeah, on the final day of the season. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was like nine OJ, nil, wasn't it? Eight, eight, nil. eight nil. OJ, eight nil. you've got that right. So I'll give you another attempt. Uh, Lampard at Aston Villa. Lampard against Villa. Oh my god. He got four. Yeah. And who yeah. got the hat trick against Stoke, OJ? In twenty ten. Twenty ten. I'm going with big man Solomon Kalou. Solomon Kalou is, is correct. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I swear that is a complete guess. Solomon Kalou That's is unreal. correct. He, he unreal. Had, he also he also broke Begovic's arm in that game. I think getting, oh, trying, oh, trying oh, okay. to get his first. Okay, well that bit that, of a dampener, but okay. which is unfortunate. Right. So that gives OJ one and a half points. That's mad. Which takes oh my the score. Okay, so, so you're, so so you're, you're on, he's on four and a half, and I'm on four. Okay. Oh, okay, four and a half to four. Last question. Oh, here we oh. go to win it, and it is only worth one point. Oh, to win it then. Yeah. This is it. Between the last game of the 09-10 season and the first game of the 2010-11 season, Didier Drogba became the first Premier League player to do what? Eh. Luca. Uh, score a hat trick on the last day of the 9-10 season and a hat trick on the first day of the next season. Very correct. He did. Let's go. Hat-trick against Wigan on the final day of the season and then West Brom on the opening day of the 2011 season. Luca, you didn't win last week. Yeah, I feel like this week. was a harder quiz. It was a, it? it was a very different quiz. It was. You've both done very well, but Luca takes the win this time. Unlucky, OJ. Unlucky. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Yeah. You deserved something out of that, I think, with those hat trick guesses. Oh, the hat trick guesses were actually that was insane. Unreal. I can't believe I can't believe you banged out Solomon Kalu at the end. That, that was, was that was that was easy knowledge. That was unreal. Easy, easy knowledge. That you didn't was know unreal. that. You a true fan? No, not really. So next up, we're going to have a look at the women's transfer that we saw at the start of last week. Uh, Australian Sam Kerr has joined Chelsea. And Luca, you are our expert on women's football. What have you got to say about the transfer? Well, Sam Kerr, Australian 26-year-old forward from Chicago Red Stars in America. 17-18 uh, season, she scored 16 goals, leaving her top of the scoring charts. Blimey. Following season, 18 goals. Five assists for a forward, which isn't too bad. Again, leaving her the league's top scorer. She's been playing for Australia since the age of 15, which is a remarkable achievement, whether you're male or female, to be playing for your national team. It is. 15 is, 15 is young. Extremely young. You're potentially uh, not even fully developed at 15. So. Uh, five goals at the World Cup uh, this year in France left her fourth high scorer behind Ellen White, Megan Rapino, and Alex Morgan, who all got six which, again, remarkable achievement. She's the first-ever Australian player, male or female, to score a hat-trick at a World Cup. Again. Well, those stats about the goal scoring at the World Cup stand her in pretty good stead, don't they, considering uh, the way that people look at Rapino and Bright... Uh, sorry, and... Uh, White. White, yeah. The, the way that people look at her and the way that people spoke about their tournaments, uh, she, sh she can definitely be really proud of the way that she's played, obviously, for Australia. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a slightly lesser nation in terms of of you know going going far in a competition i mean the usa are on a different level when it comes to uh, women's football so yeah i think they're on a different level to anyone else she can definitely be impressed with how she's performed both in the 1780 season and the world cup this season yeah, yeah and i mean if we look to see how she's going to impact this chelsea team they are top of the league after beating united at the weekend um top of the league only by one point um, from Manchester City and Arsenal, but when you think about that, to grab a point, to, sorry, to grab a striker that's you know so um, prolific in goal scoring, and you're top of the league, yeah, it's it's ambitious, isn't it? You know, especially if you can consider that she's going to be going up from quite possibly with uh, with Frank Kirby. That is that that's frightening. What what did, did Chelsea get to the semi finals? Of the uh, of the women's Champions League last year, I think they did. I they, think, and they they lost to Leon, didn't they? Or it might have been Wolfsburg. I'm um, not sure. But either way, she's already adding to some class talent we've got, like Beth England, Frank Kirby. Yeah, G. It's uh, it's the sort of forward line that is uh, that's going to be frightening, frightening in the, in the women's league. Yeah. If we also look at the women's league, if you just scroll down right to the bottom of the twelve twelve team league, six games played, minus seven goal difference, Liverpool. One yeah. point. Oh, really? You have to feel bad for them, don't you? Do you? No, not at all. Not at all. Anyway, moving back to the women. Uh, we're not actually in the Champions League this season. We missed out on qualification last year. We didn't finish too high up in the league. Wow. So, I don't know whether that's... It could stand us in good stead for challenging for the title with less games, but also it's quite disappointing that they're not joining the men in the fact that they're in their respective Champions League yeah. finals. But... You never know. It's definitely impressive, actually, that they managed to get um, such a high calibre 
international player, despite the fact that obviously they're not playing in the Champions League. It is, I heard that. Which is uh, clearly, clearly a draw to the club. I was going to say, it sort of just showcases the amount of talent that we've got in our squad. Yeah. Sam Kerr would you know, be willing to sign for a team that isn't necessarily playing in the competition that she could be playing if she signed with another team. Yeah, yeah. I heard there was interest from the likes of Leon, who were obviously a class, class team, PSG, Real Madrid, all those kinds of teams. So yeah. the fact she's chosen Chelsea, they should be... Chelsea as a football club should be very proud that they've got themselves a, a very good striker who, at the age of 26, has got quite a bit left in her, I would say. Yeah, and I think we'd all be in agreement to say that this is a good time to be joining English football mm. as well. Um, just going down the... Uh, obviously, for the weekend's game, uh, there was nearly 5,000 fans in attendance there. There was, is it 23,000 at Everton? There was 36,000 at Arsenal Spurs. Yeah, like that. that yeah, it that's was, record. Yeah, so by the way. that is true. And as it is, it is it was twenty three three thousand at Everton. This is just something that even maybe even like only six months ago, people would have found like there's no chance that you'd get get those sorts of numbers going to a going to a women's match. No, but it is. It really is. It's on the rise, which is which is brilliant. And names like Sam Kerr coming to coming to English football it is only going to help. The development, I think, of the English game. Yeah, and as it as it happens in in all sorts of football, the the English players will probably benefit from playing against her and with her. Um, so hopefully that can help to improve the uh, the England women national side going forward into World Cups as well. Yeah, definitely. So. For the final piece, we're going to have a look at ex-Chelsea winger, I think we all remember him, Eden Hazard. He's been speaking this week on international duty for Belgium about Frank Lampard. Um, The quote is, he says that, I know Frank as a player, not as a manager, but he's a great guy. He showed already after four months that he can be one of the best managers in the world. The good thing is that they're playing with young players, young English players. For England, it's good. For Chelsea, it's good. And Hazard also went on to say that he is still in contact with them. He had a really good time, follows them all the time, and he's happy that they're winning. And, well, we all love him, don't we? That's just, we do. It's what we want to hear. It is. I don't think anybody really expected him to come in and, and say that and say that Frank was useless. No. But it is, it is something that a lot of people say that, you know, when, when they meet players and managers, that they think that they're going to turn into managers. Um, and for an ex-player in, in Hazard, would have spent a fair... Yeah, a couple of seasons with Lampard at least. Uh, it's just two, it, two seasons with Lampard. Yeah, twenty thirteen, twenty twenty twelve thirteen. No, yeah, because he came in at yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, yes, twenty twelve thirteen to thirteen thirteen to thirteen fourteen. Then Lampard left, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so I think it's good to see that obviously in that space of time, Hazard has seen enough to to convince him yeah. that Lampard's done well. But I imagine that even Hazard probably didn't think Lampard was going to start like this. No. So. As long as Hazard's watching his old club Chelsea do well, yeah, we're all happy. And yeah. as long as when we draw them in the Champions League, he doesn't turn up. Yeah. Although he won't be able to because I think we're only loaning him out to Real Madrid anyway. So. What? <laughs> Come on, then. <laughs> Enough of I, that. We I know wish. True. We can only hope, can't we? It's the, a dream. The £100 million loan. But like, what what do we think about Hazard? He speaks public. He has spoken publicly a lot. Obviously, when he was at Chelsea about Real Madrid, yeah, it can go both ways. Like, you know, I think Lampard probably wants to go under the radar 
but when Eden Hazard's speaking, everyone's listening, aren't they? So, mm-hmm. OJ, what do you think about obviously people speaking to the press and praising and or maybe criticising as it is in some cases? Well, I mean, if they get asked a question, they have to answer it, don't they, really? They can't sort of back away from it because otherwise that creates more questions. It does. So if, so if, so if Hazard is asked about Frank Lampard, he's going to answer it honestly. Yeah. And I think he has. And that's, that's, all, that's all I've got to say about it, really. I think Hazard answered the question perfectly well. I think so, yeah. I mean, Hazard's never been one to sort of create controversy, no. has he, really? I mean, you know, there was all the speculation last year around whether he would move to Real Madrid. And he, you know, even after the Europa League final, he said, you know, I'm not going to speculate, I'm not going to leak anything or, you know, and obviously he did eventually move. But, you know, he's not the, he's not the sort of person to to mess with the media or create controversy like you said no he doesn't he's not afraid to speak out like he'll speak out whatever he needs to say like he was always gone about how Real Madrid were always an interest of his he was all he would always say that when asked but we just wouldn't know when he would go and now he's talking he's been asked about Lampard and again not afraid to say what he thinks yeah yeah and he's never been one for controversy really has he as we said he always says it as it is doesn't make things up. He doesn't criticise players, managers. He he just has a laugh. He he's a fairly a fairly laid back guy, but it is still nice to hear. Obviously, when he's talking about Lampard, perhaps too laid back, as we heard from John Obi McHale. Indeed, perhaps too laid back. I don't actually have the quote. It was this John Obi McHale was just said that Frank Lampard was just too lazy in training. Eden Hazard was too late sorry yes what did I say John Obi McHale said John Obi McHale no you said John Obi McHale said Lampard oh, oh. So he is a man that was never lazy. never lazy in training yeah as as Harry Redknapp said Lampard hardly ever run around at training never put in anything <laughs> Lampard was a very lazy trainer no yeah. sorry John Obi McHale said Eden Hazard was a very lazy trainer extremely controversial that I don't say extremely. I don't even think it's controversial. It's just the truth, isn't it? I mean, I think you listen to most people. Joe Cole has has gone on record and spoken about it for BT, and said that Hazard was just a class above everyone else. And so he didn't really need to train that hard. Yeah, he didn't need to train that hard. And to be honest, I bet even though he's not training that hard, it's not the sort of attitude you want, though, is it? No, no, it's not the same as Ronaldo. You wouldn't see Ronaldo slacking. No, of course not. As we spoke about last week, this golden generation of players at England, you, you wouldn't see Terry, Ferdinand, Gerard letting off other players. Is John Obi Mikel really the sort of player to uh, to be listening to when we're talking about ability on a football pitch, or is that being uh, a little bit harsh? Are you doubting a Chelsea legend? I'm not doubting him. I'm just saying, compared <laughs> to Eden Hazard, he hasn't exactly you go on say it done that much in his footballing career. You say you say that like has Eden Hazard ever been capped for Nigeria? <laughs> no, but I tell you no. who has been more than fifty times. Who? Kenneth Amuro. True. <laughs> Can I just say Very it's, true. It sounds it not like we're disrespecting Jonathan Mikel, but was it really the best thing to say to obviously press that Probably he knows not. he knows are gonna put that story out and big it up. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that media love, don't they, you know? Yeah. Um, Eden Hazard's not make Eden Hazard doesn't work in training. Oh my goodness me! I mean, it's just the sort. Of, it, it's the nature of it, isn't it? That, yeah. that that's how some that's how some players play. We've yeah. all seen 
before Barcelona games, Lionel Messi will just walk around, do some kick-ups, volley the ball halfway across the pitch a couple of times, and then he'll walk off. And in the first five minutes of football matches, you don't see much of Lionel Messi. He walks around, gets no, a feel for yeah, the game, true. and then all of a sudden he springs into life. And that's the sort of player Hazard is. Yeah. He can be on the brink of a game, but you know every time he gets the ball, something's going to happen. And I'm sure that's the same in training. Because someone like Eden Hazard doesn't need to be sprinting around the pitch like N'Golo Kante to be noticed. No. Because that's not what he's known for. But I must say, especially Hazard came into England, he wasn't he wasn't a small guy, but his I mean, upper in body terms strength... Of, in terms of stature... He's not huge. He's not huge. No, but he's kind of... But he's, he's you know, he's got strength. He has, yeah. But it's just that the way that he developed himself and used his body by the end of the time at Chelsea, you, you couldn't go near him because he would just hold players off. I mean, we've all seen the video of uh, him absolutely ruining Zabaleta, and that was only two seasons in. But it is just the way that he moves his body, and for such a small player, he has got... Some of the best upper body strength in the Premier League, very similar to Sergio Aguero. I was just thinking of that time he scored that half that goal from the halfway line against Arsenal when he lit, when he ran towards Coquelin, just sent him spinning like just bodies Coquelin just so far he keeps spinning. Yeah, yeah. So that was a prime example of what he can offer in terms of strength, which I thought was unbelievable at the time. So that's obviously something that he has worked on in training, and he hasn't just. Oh yeah, of course. You, know, you don't you don't just roll up to a football pitch, kick a ball a few times, practice a few free kicks, practice a few penalties, and then go onto the pitch, and it's all absolutely fine and dandy. And you're Eden Hazard. Obviously, he trains hard, but I think it's just that sort of more laid back approach that he's not running the pitch fifty times before training and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Right, so that has been episode number two. We are done here. Um, next week on Tuesday, we will be previewing, obviously, the Valencia game and the West Ham game at the weekend. And we will be reviewing, hopefully, what is a decent weekend away at Manchester City. If you would like to check out the Pod on Top of the Hill, which is a Forest Green Rovers podcast hosted by Ollie and Laurie, and the Wednesday Pinfall podcast, an MMA podcast hosted by Nathan and Kieran, who are those four other first-year sports journalism students, they would massively appreciate your support. Also, remember to follow our Twitter account, at the Blue Crew Pod one Please share with your family and friends, and big up Reese James. Uh, stay tuned for bloopers. This is the end of the podcast. Bye. 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 Stop, let him off. stop, stop. Something's happened. <coughs> Death was imminent. OJ has in fact died. It's a football man. Wake yeah. me up. He's a proper football man. Proper football man, a PFM. <coughs> You're right, mate. Jesus. Yep, water. Are we, are we are we finishing? Let's go. Yahoo! Yahoo!